<laughs> Alright, Lamentations 3, verse 40. The Word of God reads, Let us examine our ways and test them, and let us return to the Lord. That verse, that verb, return, kind of takes that they went away from the Lord, and we have to return. So this is about keeping it 100. Like, I work with a lot of young people, and if I say stuff that the kids say, you should be saying that, well, that's, they're not here, so I can say it. And family, I believe in keeping it 100. Now, the theme of lamenta- lamentation is actually, is t- is actually is about grief. Now, before Elaine and I, this is not about grief, this is about rekindling, it's about encouraging. But the lamentations theme is about grief because going into exile because they turned away from God's uh, plan. And so God said, okay, you want to mess with my, you want to mess with me? This is the consequences. And there's consequences for not living according to the scriptures. Now again, like Jim Brown said, repentance is a great thing. I think repentance gets a, a bad name sometimes because we don't understand it, but repentance is actually about renewing of the minds, return to God's ways, we repress what He designed us for. So we're, we're keeping it 100, we're going to turn to Revelations. Revelations 3. Because the Bible is teaching, rebuke, rebuking, admonishing, and encouraging. I know they put them in order, but we need them all. And the goal Elaine and I have is to be, is for you guys to be encouraged. Yeah. Like all family, if I say something that's, you know, all you guys know me. If you, sometimes I say, if, if I say something like, I don't believe that fool said that. Then, <laughs> we are family at the break. We all say, you know, come up to me and... Wayne, uh, Wayne want to say something else to say it differently. The disciples, like Jim Brown said, are open and willing to um, be taught and learn. So it's all about encouraging. And if I get to Revelation 3, I can meet it. Revelation 3, verses 14 to 22. These are the words of the Amen, the faithful and true witness, the ruler and cre- of God's creation. I know your deeds, that you are neither hot, cold, nor hot. I wish you were either one or the other. So because you are lukewarm, neither hot nor cold, I am about to spit you out of my mouth. You say I am rich, I have acquired wealth and do not need a thing. But you do not realize that you are wretched, pitiful, poor, blind, and naked. I counsel you to buy, I counsel you to buy for me gold refined in the fire, so you can become rich, and white clothes to wear, so you can cover your shameful nakedness and salve to put on your eyes, so you can see. Those whom I, re- I love, I rebuke and discipline. So be earnest and repent. Here I am, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and eat with that person, and they would with me. And sometimes um, we need to be uh, awakened. Some of us have been disciples for five, four, five, sometimes some of us six decades. And a lot of stuff happens in those decades. Our, our, our stories are real. 
they're encouraging, some of them are overwhelming. But there's a lot of wisdom in this room. And we ain't dead yet, folks. But hey, give yourself a hand. Let's stand. If you will, some of you want to stand up and give yourself a standing ovation, do that. There's a whole lot of wisdom in this room. And that's what this class is about, being encouraged. Not, not being grieving. Not rebuking, but being encouraged. So, what I said, um, I meant what I said about a lot of uh, wisdom. Sometimes we need, we're waiting for people to come hear our stories. But I want to encourage us to grab somebody. If they're not willing to listen, just go find some young person. But just find them. They need to know about 401Ks. They need to know about marriages. They need to know about impurity. They need to know about jobs. They need to, hey, they need to know about racism. They need to know how to handle that. You know, our kids, a lot of them, our kids, kind of kids, they have no idea what that is. Could you tell me? They go to school and say, you know, oh, yeah, they, I know, because when they get to college, oh, now I know what it is that you're talking about. But they know, um, but they have a higher standard. Yeah, so a lot of kids, uh, you name it, uh, death, cancer, illness, loss of jobs. And the encouraging part. This is the encouraging parts, too. But my point is, they need to be mentored. And they're waiting. And sometimes, you know, remember people, um, like, you know, they call me Uncle Wayne. Some of these people in their 30s, they still call me Uncle Wayne. I have to be humble. This just means I'm getting old. But, you know, some people, like, graduated from college, and they're, like, with kids, and they still call me uncle. I've seen it. They say, like, well, you don't have to call me. Oh, yes, you do, because, you know, it's, it's, you, it's, you can't, hey, you can't have the great being and the wisdom and the respect. They say, no, that's okay. God expects us to use our wisdom to glorify Him. Yeah. Amen? So, let's give a practical, biblical example of, um... Of wisdom, spiritual wisdom. Because, um, well, let me back up a little bit. I flipped one page too many. Let me back up a little bit. Um, talking about being um, a disciple in tough times. Um, I was at a living room table when. We were having dinner, and Don Marie said, you know, I found a lump in my chest. So, you know, you're a disciple, so you got you know, it's shocking, but you'd you, you be, you be faithful, you're encouraging. Uh, it'll be okay, it'll be benign, so when the test came back, it wasn't benign, that was tough too. So we're going to get through this. But um, after six years, she passed away. Time had a breakdown, and I had to put him into a psych. Well, we, it was my decision. I had to put him in a psychiatric hospital for six months. And I, well, he's cool now. I mean, you know, he's he's got his struggles, but he's cool. Time's cool now, but he's got his struggles. But not putting a child in a psychiatric hospital is tough. And remember, Donovan was Caribbean. So when his grandmother from Trinidad came to the hospital, 
that was the day they put him on medication. And he's drooling at the mouth. And like I say with old snap, Randy is going to go back and tell everybody in Twitter that that Wayne, the Yankee, put him on medication. So, so stuff happens. So I'm going to give a biblical example about life is tough. Now, Joseph went through a lot. Now, uh, Joseph, uh, in Genesis, went from chapters 37 to 50. And it's not about a biblical uh, lesson. It's just about Joseph had a lot to share. But Joseph was the youngest. Joseph was prideful. Joseph was his, uh, his father's favorite. Joseph had the coat. That was a serious coat. His coat was magnificent. But all of a sudden, Joseph was sold into slavery by his brothers. Now, Jim Brown was saying this morning, yeah, we, some of us, you know, we get our dislikes and we, we stop talking and we get arguments, we make it up, but we don't sell each other to slavery. We don't get to that point. We don't kill some of us each other, but we don't, we don't sell each other to slavery. But Joseph reaction, Joseph's response to the decision was that Joseph said, okay, I love God and my brother sold me into slavery and sin, but I'm, going to be, I'm still going to be cheerful and love God through all that. And that's, um, that's a decision we have to make when we go through tough times. And now Elaine is going to share um, right now. Thank you. Um, I just want to say, I just want to, I'm so grateful and thank humble to be sharing with all you guys some of you have been disciples longer than me some of you I you know I don't know I see the faces and you're my heroes my heroes in the faith I see you guys I know that it's still when we come to things like this I get to see everybody and I know it's still the fight that you guys are still fighting and running the race um, I'm just going to talk about um, something that can help you know looking at reevaluating yourself and I'm going to share an experience of me being critical and complaining, like the first runner. Um, I don't know how many of you guys went to St. Louis, and in St. Louis there was um, a, a mature singles mixer on the schedule, and uh, I was excited and you know my expectations I couldn't wait to meet all the people the fellowship I was just like whoa I was ready the reality was we got there there was a table there was tables there were chairs and there were people okay so what was I expecting fellowship and fun but when I got there and saw that those thoughts went out of my mind completely there was no food there was no music there was no plan so what did Elaine do Elaine there when there was no games Elaine complained Elaine became critical Elaine walked with a sister and was just like blah 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 so Satan had a hold of me. I talked about it. I talked about it with a sister who did not go like, oh, yeah, honey, you right. She, was, she listened. She said, you need to pray. Quoted a couple of scriptures. 
I prayed and I made a decision to take that criticalness and to change it to make sure that it would never happen again, that I was going to get more involved and serve. And when I thought about it later, I thought I made it so much about me. At first I was like thinking about the fellowship and I made it about me. I made it all about what I wasn't seeing, what I wasn't getting, what wasn't happening. Um, and I and I decided to get more involved with this particular encouraging this particular body of disciples because we have so much. I have a, a lot. I got a lot of life experience I could share. I appreciate so much what Wayne shared about making sure that you know I'm talking to people who are younger than me, pulling them in. And you know when I thought about it, I think I thought about it when I was asked to do this. I said, you know what? We could have, I could have went over and talked to a brother, because there were plenty of mature brothers there, and I could have said, let's play an icebreaker, something that we didn't even need paper for, two <laughs> truths and a lie. And we would have, I mean, but I got so consumed with being critical, and so I'm in reevaluating myself, I'm just looking at all these different areas and how we may not think that it's going to affect our discipleship, but it does. Thank you for letting me share. Thank you, Elaine. I have about three, well, we have about three minutes. We're going to, we're going to break you guys up to prayer groups, but you're in the perfect position because you're at tables. Uh, I want to share, it does take a spiritual village to raise a spiritual child. And when we, you know, in our, well, my culture, you know, we all have, a lot of us have the same culture. You know, my children are not allowed to call people by the adults by the first name, and that's why you guys are called aunts or uncles. And to this day, I have sometimes, you know, Kayla's like 24, and sometimes, you know, like someone's in their 30s and she's close to him, and I look at him like, and the other sister says, the brother says, yeah, it's okay, it's okay. But you know, one time, kind called one of his uncles who's my age. He. I, his first name and it slipped and the, the uncle looked at him like boy what's wrong with you and he's not a blood relative I mean we're all blood relatives and I'm talking about the blood of Christ I take this family stuff very seriously Amen. so his uncle said and I, you know do what you gotta do uncle <laughs> so the uncle said uh, he just looked at him he said I'm, I'm sorry uncle and he said it was cool but my point is once these children that we're going to mentor, that somebody in here is going to grab somebody and speak to, also can disciple us. Now, Kyle told me, and I'm talking about discipleship. I was trying to protect him. He was talking about um, opening up and being honest. Now, when you're a kingdom kid, you're, everybody, you, you don't understand. You just share everything about everything to anybody. So sometimes we get on guard in our experience that we, 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 you know, take the scriptures and we let them say what we want to say for our benefit. I said, be careful who you speak to because not everybody is equipped to respond to your mental illness. And he said, you know, and he said, be careful, you know, you got to decide to be careful. And um, he said, you know, Dad, can I talk to you for a second? I said, oh, shucks. <laughs> what did I do now? And he told me, he said, you know, Dad, I don't know what it is about that 2003 letter thing. He said, you know, you, you and I hear a lot of you older disciples talking about this letter. 
He said, don't use it as a crutch. He said, discipleship is discipleship. And stop leaning on this weather. So when we mentor these young people, you know, they, they're, you know, Facebook is all over the place. And, and one young man, he said, no, Facebook is, Facebook does, you know, it's, it's good. Some of it is good. But I'm sick and, I shouldn't say that. I'm sick and tired of, I don't care who daughter had breakfast or what they ate or what hair did. I'm getting sick of that. Don't good. All right. I mean, I'm, it doesn't really bother. I don't really care. But Facebook, you know, if something's going on in the Middle East or other parts of the world, it's good to know. So that's the generation that we needed to listen to. So when we met to the, I'm getting to a point, right? So when, they, when we mentor these young people, uh, let them disciple us as well. But mentoring, remember, mentoring and discipleship is different. When we mentor them, they, you know, they don't have the wisdom that we do because we live longer. They don't have the expertise in certain areas. But be open to what they have to say. It's very, very important. And uh, it's about family. So, amen. And right now, we're going to take a 15-minute break and just pray about what you think you need to repenting, changing, encouraging, who you can mentor, uh, what you learned about the classes, what inspired you, what you're going to tell me later, like, you know, you should have said that. Uh, we're going to take that about, we're going to talk from 11 to 11.15. We love you guys, and we'll be back at 11.15.